Today on Lockdown Red Wings, that may have been one of the lowest effort performances I've seen from the Red Wings all season long, and uh, we unfortunately have the displeasure of talking about it. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I am uh, the podcast producer for the Daily J, WWJ News Radio podcast. I mean, you can really tell right off the bat how just... <laughs> Brian's like, energy is super high right now. My energy is mirroring what we saw from the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, other hosts here, Scotty Bentley, host of Locked On Tigers, as well as freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And... Man, I, I don't even know where to begin with this game. This loss to the Florida Panthers, 5-1 final. I said it in the cold opening. Lowest effort I may have seen from the Red Wings in all their games, including the blowout losses that they've had. And, I mean, recency bias, you know, notwithstanding, those games were piss poor too. But this one was – the Florida from, from puck drop, the Florida Panthers were on the Red Wings, and the Red Wings never really had an opportunity. Obviously, Jonathan Berger got a – goal off a rebound whether or not it was full strength or even strength was still up for debate i don't know what they tallied it as officially. i think they officially gave it a power play goal so officially a power play goal yep you're right so that's cool whatever good for bergen that's nine points in 13 games or 12 games something like that for him and that's great sure. to see but that's literally the only bright spot in this game and we we joked about it yesterday scotty but the curse that is the espn plus slash hulu games it, it just it when I don't know I don't know why, but every single time the Red Wings play on ESPN Plus or Hulu and Hulu because it's they're on Hulu at the same time, same owners, which is Disney. Uh, God bless the monopoly. Um, Thanks for that rundown. <laughs> the the reason it just for some reason they always make it Detroit Red Wings versus Florida Panthers, and last season it was always a route because last year Florida Panthers won the President's Trophy and the Detroit Red Wings did not. Gave up six goals a game <laughs> after the All-Star break. <laughs> and so we're sitting here, and we're like, oh, man, not this again. And they're doing it again. We're like, okay, new year, new team. Reminisce. Just like old times, baby. That, that really – it made me feel like it was, you know, spring of 2022 again. It really just turned back the clock. I felt younger. Um, felt warmer outside. It was it was really a, a, a nostalgia thing. It was very nostalgic, I, I, I think. Oh, by the way, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Nice, dude. Yeah, man, I had to get it in there before it was too late. It's probably already too late. There's your power play goal for the for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was brutal, man. I mean, that was. I, look. First off, thank goodness we have a game preview, so we don't have to spend, as you put it, three periods talking about this game because I, well, that I mean, was, I was. I was watching hockey while I was typing that, so you know, <laughs> well, the, that's good that you watch the games that <laughs> you get paid to talk about. But it's it's just, man. So here's my thing, okay? On yesterday's crossover. We had talked about like expectations or whatever. And I had said that like, hey, this feels like a big letdown game. Like this feels like a game in which 
the wings like were really high energy, like really emotional type of game against Tampa. And then we're throwing Ned out there. I guess we didn't know that at the time, but like Ned was going out there. The lines looked a lot different and it, it was the game after what happened in Tampa. And it's just, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the writing was on the wall. I feel like it was, it was, kind of predictable and then yeah the espn plus <laughs> florida panthers curses uh just i guess kind of was icing on the cake you're spot on man i mean i this was a weird game i mean I, it felt like the red wings trotted out there the worst possible roster that they could <laughs> and i don't mean that that as i mean it sounds an awful lot like a shot i guess it's kind of it's just well, Obviously, Oliamata is sick. You can't do anything about that. I, I really am curious because we're recording this right as the game ends, so we don't have post-game co- uh, comments from Derek Lalonde yet. Really curious on the mentality of scratching Jake Wollman and then putting up, putting back together the Robert Haig-Gustav Lindstrom line, which when remember when we were talking the other night about defensive pairs and how Moritz Sider and Ventura were the second-worst defensive pair that had played the minimum amount of minutes. I can't remember what those minutes were for the Detroit Red Wings at that time. Yeah. Um. That worst one, the one that was worst, was Robert Haig and Gustav Lindstrom. Nice. So I, I, I really want to know his mindset into trotting them back out there. Besides, maybe just they needed ice time, because Australe and Australe was one of the few players in this game who actually, you know, I won't say was good, but at least played the game. Looked like he wasn't sleeping out there. Um. I think Bergeron looked pretty sharp. Still. Yeah, Bergeron was good. So even without the goal, he he looked like he was buzzing. And then I thought Adam Ernie honestly looked pretty darn good, to be honest with you. I guess may I don't know if it was actually good or in comparison to the rest of the team, but that just that right there. That's what it was. It was in comparison to the rest of the team. Because like it was just out there like effort. And that's yeah, it was just it was super sloppy and like low IQ stuff. Like all, all of the first like three or even four goals were just like super soft. Like Swiss cheese defense and just like soft kind of goals let in by Ned. And then like offensively, while you had like six shots in the first period or whatever, like, I I mean, I don't know. And like the very first goal of the game given up was like the worst line change I've literally ever seen in my life. It was just like really just like dumb, like uh, lackadaisical stuff. I I agree. I completely agree. I, I, this is one of those games where I'm just more frustrated and have trouble putting my thoughts together. The, the the thing is too, so it's a combination. It was just a maelstrom of like worst case scenarios. Yeah. I mean, you're already on ESPN plus, which whether or not you believe in that kind of curse is whatever, <laughs> but like you're already going into it thinking it's going to be a bad game intuitively right. because of that. And then you trot out there, your worst defensive pairing, your team shows up with the worst effort ever because of that, what you said it had kind of had that effect after that high energy Tampa Bay lightning game. And then you also put Nedeljkovic in that who has had a rough start to the season. And honestly through the first 20, I thought he looked fine, but he has this, he, he just still wasn't that good. And I don't know how much goals in bunches, man, dude, like they were like almost all five goals were scored like in like a 15 minute stretch of ice time. I feel like, like it's just like, uh, like the very, very beginning of the game. He wasn't that bad until the bad line change. And like the very end of the game, he was, he, he didn't look that bad, but like, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's tough. It's so tough. Cause 
like how much do you really want to pin on him? And like, I don't want to sound like an apologist. Like he hasn't been good all year yet. And he gave up five. Like I, I'm not trying to, but at the same time, like look at the rest of the team dog. Like that was, that was brutal. That was just a brutal performance by, by the, the entire team. And I think that, that both can be true. Like you can kind of point to both, not even both, in the sense that, like, oh, like, Ned maybe doesn't deserve as much heat as he did. Like, you can just give everyone heat. Like, like yeah, like, Ned wasn't great. Like, there was some really soft goals. Like, the rebound control on, what, the yes. second one or third one I thought was brutal. There, there were several soft goals in this one. Yeah, for sure. And, and, like, one he, like, got spun around on. And one was, like I said, really bad rebound control on a couple of them. Like, I, I mean, there's just definitely stuff to point at. But. I mean, it's not like it was just Ned, and it's like, okay, like, Ned sucked, and, you know, the, we, we would have been in it if Huso was in net. Like, no, the entire team was brutal. Today. Oh, yeah. Because, so, with the Predators game, for example, when Huso stole you that game, or even rewind the clock to just last game against Tampa Bay Lightning, you could make the argument in both of those games that Vili Huso stole you the game, but the team yeah. still put out effort. They were just getting outplayed for the Red Wings. It was the last 20 minutes, but in the game against the Predators, it was like the entire game. It was mostly the Predators had the edge and it was, so they were putting effort out. They were just getting outplayed still. Whereas in this game, even Vili Husso, had he started, they wouldn't have won this game, but yeah. it certainly doesn't help that you trot Nedeljkovic out there. And like you said, the goals in bunches or the poor rebound control, or just in general, really soft goals. I think he had two that went through his five hole, and then he yeah. had one that he went to catch with his glove and he didn't. And it yes, slid yeah. through to the other side for yeah. the rebound. He should have gloved the one. It literally was, yeah. yeah, in and out. And it just gets to a point where you're like, I, like there's streaky and then there's just playing poor. And we keep waiting for this hot streak. Last year, we saw the cold streaks and the hot streaks and the highs were incredibly high. Right. But we haven't seen any of those highs yet. And the worse he plays, the fewer starts he's going to get, the fewer opportunities he's going to – like, it just – this is a spiral for Nedeljkovic yeah. that could end in him not being on the Red Wings by, after the season ends, which I hate that that reality. But, you know, maybe this is why you picked up Magnus Halberg off of waivers because Sean Shapiro, um, <laughs> he tweeted this out during the game. And I was like, I think I'm picking up what you're putting down here. He goes, Magnus Helberg has a 9-3 save percentage and two AHL starts during his conditioning stint and won his only NHL start with 29 saves on 31 shots for the Ottawa Senators. I'm like, hmm, I wonder why he tweeted that out in the middle of the Red Wings game where the, their backup goaltender is getting shelled. Wonder, I wonder. Well, I wonder what. Like, I think I'm picking up what you're putting down there. Right, yeah. I, I mean, I'm getting to a point now where, like, if you need to give Huso a rest, I don't have confidence that Nadalkovic can go out there and do it. And I don't... The team plays poor in front of him. And I don't know if it's because of that or I don't know what the deal is. I'm not in the locker room. But Nadelkovic plays poor. The team plays poor in front of him for whatever reasons. You're you're injured. You're banged up, which is definitely a factor. You played no effort. And then you defense was thin today as well. It was just the worst case scenario across the board. And it resulted in this 5-1 loss. 100%. <laughs> So when we come back, final comments on this game. Guys, we don't have a lot to break down with this game because it was brutal. 
it it was complete and utter domination. What else can we say besides that? Um, and then we'll do a game preview. And if we got time, maybe we'll do a how do you feel about a Friday? We haven't done that in ages because it's been so busy since the season started. Uh, so stay tuned, the Lockdown Red Wings. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love local sports podcasts, you you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Man, I, I wish this was, I almost, I, I, I won't say I almost wish. Um, but this isn't the type of game where I can, where they lose and I can get fired up over the loss. It was just so pathetically bad, Scotty, that I just, I, I, I'm sitting here going, I just really don't want to talk about this. And it's our job to talk about it. Well, so no. we're going to. So here's the thing. so brutal. Yeah, so here's the thing. Like, there is... There are games in which you lose and you have a lot of analysis to base off the loss. There isn't any in this game. There is no analysis. There is no, oh, like X's and O's, they could have done this better. Oh, like the special teams unit was like, that they sucked. But, you know, like the five on five was better. Like, the, you know, there's no... There's no, oh, our strong suits were still our strong suits, but like, look, like the weaknesses were still there. Like everything was bad. So you just have a short-term memory and turn the page. Like that's literally all you can do. I'm sure that's the message in the locker room too. I'm sure like, uh, they, they have. What are, you, what are you gonna get hung up on it? And like, like that that was one of the worst performances of the year. Let's move on and like let's go to Dallas. Like that's literally, I'm pretty sure the only message that that you can possibly send. I, I think after a game like that, like there's nothing, there's nothing to take from it. No, there, there's nothing to take from it at all. It, it was a huge hangover game. Uh, it, it's not going to be how they play the rest of the year. Like I, I, I am certain of that. Like they will, they will absolutely bounce back and and, and look better. Uh, they're certainly not gonna gonna play like they did on Thursday the rest of the season. Um, but in, in the same light, that was terrible. And like, that's what else can you really say? Absolutely abysmal performance just across the board. Only twenty shots total for the Red Wings in that game, and only twelve of them came at five on five. Just I think they got outshot by more shots they had. What? Pretty sure they got outshot by more the shots difference? they had. Are you saying yeah. the difference between their shot totals was the total that the Red Wings had? It okay. was larger than I think. I think they got outshot by twenty-one, and they had twenty shots. Uh, it was forty-one shots, the twenty sh- shots against. So yes. So there you, you go. More That's, than double. So the if Red you Wings doubled shots. our shot total, you would not have hit the opponent. <laughs> yeah. The your opponent's shot. How bad it was. It's just brutal performance. The Red Wings aren't that bad. They're not right. That bad. That's my thing is like this. This is like not uh, this is not two years ago where like this game happens and you're like, oh, wow, we have to like pretend to break this down because this is actually the level that this team plays. No, this team is better than this. It was just a bad night. And like that happens to every team in hockey, good or bad. They have terrible nights sometimes. So let's yeah. just move on. Bad effort um, all the way around. And also your depth was 
is just decimated in this game. I mean, yeah, obviously the four sure. depth has been known, but defense taking a huge hit with Mata being out and then sitting Jake yeah. Wallman for whatever reason, replacing them with two defensive defensemen who are not NHL caliber defensemen at the moment. Yeah, not not a recipe for success when you're playing the Florida Panthers. Tough one. So I'm done. Let's move on. <laughs> yep, let's do it. I'm down. Um, the Red Wings play the Dallas Stars on Saturday. Good opportunity for them to bounce back. This game is going to be at 2 p.m. So that caught me off guard when I saw that. So they're currently playing the Ottawa Senators right now. So the final score is not uh, out. It is 3-2 Ottawa in the third. But the Dallas Stars are a dangerous, lethal team this year, Scotty. They're 14-7-5. They're first in the Central Division. Jamie Benn has, out of nowhere, had a resurgence. I, I hate Jamie, Jamie Benn. Ben. We all do. Everyone uh, After does. what he did with <laughs> to Dylan Larkin. <laughs> Um, Everyone does. But he's got 26 points in 26. Pavelski has 28 in 26. Speaking of old men coming back from the grave, Joe Pavelski, 28 points in 26. And then Group A Hints, who just got his big eight-year contract, 30 points in 25. And then legitimate bona fide superstar, Jason Robertson, with 41 points in 26 games played. Unreal. And then, I mean, they also have a star goaltender in Jake Ottinger, who's got a 916 save percentage so far this season in 18 games played. But Scott Wedgwood is holding on the fort decently himself we, with 11 games played at 908. you remember talking about in the offseason, talking about that goalie duo and being yeah. like, if they retain both of them and don't let either of them walk, that's going to be a problem. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. here we are. And it is. They're, they're top 10 in the league and, and, team, goal, and team save percentage. Um, yeah, I mean, this is one of the best offenses in the NHL. Uh, one of the better defenses in the NHL, one of the best goalie duos in the NHL. This is a darn good hockey team. Uh, they also kind of exploit the wings weaknesses in a few areas. Like they're, I, I guess really just because they're in like the top 10 in every category. <laughs> like, so like, obviously yes, but uh, this is the second best team in the faceoff circle in the entire NHL. That's bad. <laughs> that does not line up with the Red Wings very well. Uh, they even made a point to talk about it on the national broadcast tonight. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, this team doesn't have like any righties and it kind of is brutal. <laughs> and they're like, all right, cool. Um, so yeah, like th- that's, that's the only thing that they really struggle in is uh, they have a lot of PIMS. Their PIMS in uh, a game are in like in the bottom five in the entire league. So if your power play shows up, maybe you give yourself a fighting chance, but um, this would definitely have to be like a, a borderline, maybe not quite to this level, but like a borderline first two periods against Tampa type of five on five performance to to hang with a team that's been playing the way that Dallas has been playing so far this year. I mean, silver lining is that the the Dallas Stars have been succeeding mightily off of the amount of special teams goals they've been getting and their penalty yeah. kill. They have a top 10 power play and a top 10 penalty kill. And it makes sense when you look at their roster, especially when you have the they talent have a top they do the three penalty kill, a top three penalty kill, maybe even top two. They might be second in the league in PK, but so yeah, they, they may take not. a lot of penalties, but they're very good at killing them off. Right, um, exactly, which is like a, a pretty cool combo to have, to be honest. But thankfully the Red Wings on the other hand, don't take a lot of penalties. Right. So hopefully you don't see that lethal power play that they have too often because at five on five at even strength, the, when you're looking at expected goals for percentage, the Dallas stars are ranked 15th middle of the pack. So they're, when it comes to even strength, they're, they're fine, but they're not unbeatable. 
Now the Red Wings themselves are like 25th in the league, so they're piss poor at even strength. So you look at this game and there's not one thing you can point out to be like, this is how you're going to beat them. Because overall, the Dallas Stars are just a way better team than you are. Especially the way that Group A hints and Jason Robertson, just insane level of talent. Yeah. And then Jake Ottinger and Nett, they're, they're a dangerous Tim. team. That's a dog. Yeah, for, that's for a, sure. That's an actual dog. This is an actual dog? An actual dog. He's okay. barking in that. Yes. <laughs> now you, you you got me. You got me. We've we've lost Kyvan pressure. Um but they are a dangerous team and it's much my my advice going into this game against the Dallas Stars is much like my advice was going into the game against the Tampa Bay Lightning is survive. And they ended up stealing that game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, which was fantastic, much of it due to an insane performance from Vili Husso. But like I said, again, after the game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, you can't depend on Vili Husso to bail you out to get you wins. you got to play a complete 60-minute game. And you got to do what you did in the first 40 minutes against the Dallas Stars in all 60, I'm sorry, against Tampa Bay Lightning in all 60 against the Dallas Stars if you want to have an opportunity because they are just going to swarm you. This is a tough stretch of the schedule. But you're a team now that can't just justify rolling over. You know, I don't expect you to win every single one of these tough games. I think that'd be unfair of me to do that. But I expect you to fight and keep close. And they did not do that against the Florida Panthers. It was a piss-poor effort. But against the Dallas Stars, I'm hoping that you come back with a fire under your ass and you play them hard. Yeah, no, look, like, there is a... a monumental difference at, at where like certain teams are within their rebuild. I guess we, we still call it like we are at a point now where this season, you do not want a bad loss to turn into a losing streak. Like it has for the last four years. Okay. You want to, you want to get that problem out of here. You, you do not want that anymore. You want to grow to a team where you can get shelled one night. And turn around and punch the next team you play in the mouth and at least play it close, maybe steal a point, maybe even get a win. You 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 don't want one loss, really bad loss. You don't want one brutal loss to turn into three, to turn into five. Like you 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 have to get to a point where your team has matured enough as to where you do have that short memory and you just are on to the next one. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, when we come back, we'll finish up any thoughts we have on our game preview of the Dallas Stars, and then we'll do a little bit of a how do you feel about it Friday. So stay tuned to Locked On Red Wings. Segment three, Locked On Red Wings podcast. Scotty. Brian. Um, what else you got for this game? You got anything, man? Um, what jerseys do you think Dallas is wearing? And do you think they're going to be somewhat cool looking or gross? I mean, all their jerseys are gross, so. Okay, well, fair enough. That No, that's like kind of what I was going for, so, yeah. I don't like a single one of their jerseys. I think they're all horrible. I don't like that shade of green that they rock. It, it's like, just, no. What about like the highlighter highlighter ones? Those ones are even worse. Those ones are crazy. <laughs> the, the Dallas Stars, in my mind, should have never strayed away from that dark green color they, that they had. With like um, the like shooting star thingy, I honestly kind of like them. You know, I did. A, no, I I'm I'm agreeing with you. Um, I mean, if you're gonna rock this look, it, it you got to have a different color. It's not silver or black because that that green just is too it's ugly. It's ugly. Yeah. How about just like 
bowing to the Cowboys and just like making your team literally just a knockoff of the Cowboys. Go for it. I mean, there's a lot no, of. No, that's what they did, is my point. Oh, like that's, okay. That's what they were like, yeah, we can't make an, our own brand that, like, where we're actually going to see people wearing this logo around. So I was going to say, LA is going to make the Dallas Cowboys logo our logo, but make it green and hope that people, like, confuse the Cowboys for the stars sometimes. They're like, oh, hockey. <laughs> I was going to say that, you know, almost every single LA team rocked purple and gold at some point or still does. It's some kind of like, this is our colors, you know. Yeah, you got true. the Lakers, the Kings did at one point. The Kings should still be doing it because it freaking rocks. Those are cold, bro. Those are so, so cold. but yeah, I mean, as far as game preview goes, that's as much as I got. I it's gonna be a, it, it's yeah. gonna be a really tough game for them. Um, the Dallas Stars are a really good team, so you're gonna have to play complete mistake free hockey, much like I said they had to do against the Tampa Bay Lightning, because they're a better team, and you got to prove that you can beat them. Agreed. Bounce back, bounce back game, baby. Um, let's do. How do you feel about a Friday, man? We haven't done one of these in a long time, and this is a perfect way, perfect way to end the week, especially since this episode's kind of been sour and down. Let's pick the energy back up again, Scotty. How do you feel about the trade the Detroit Tigers made yesterday? I love it, baby. I'm a big fan. Um, I talked about it in. When this episode airs, it'll be yesterday's episode um, of Locked on Tigers. Thursday's episode of Locked on Tigers. I broke it down. I'm a big fan, man. I'm a, I'm a really big fan. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that that's uh, one year left of, of Joe Jimenez. He was about to be a reliever after this upcoming season. And you got a, a really exciting young bat that, if everything goes right, will be on your team for at minimum six years. And you know, that's in exchange for one year of a reliever that plays, you know, 50, 60 games. So I would say that that's a pretty fair trade-off if it works out or a pretty good trade-off if it works out for the Tigers. So, yeah, I know it like optically people always get scared when you trade, you know, I man has had a really good year and whatnot, but I, I really like it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, how do you feel <laughs> about, Dude, there's such an easy one you could be asking me right now. How does your shoulder feel? There you, <laughs> there you go. I was honestly, I was ready for you to just rip that one off. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. Um, yeah, I dislocated my shoulder in my hockey game the other night, and I dropped that news bomb on you right before we recorded the crossover. Yeah, dude, we're literally about to record last night's episode, and right as he's about to record, he goes, oh, by the way, I dislocated my shoulder. I might look like I'm in pain. All right, let's do it. Like, what? Zero time to process. It is no longer dislocated. It was only dislocated for a couple minutes, but the pain remains. The pain lasts forever. The pain lasts forever. I I, Because I separated my shoulder a couple years ago playing hockey. Um, Non-contact hockey, men's league. And somebody decided to hit me and I went shoulder first into the board, separated it. And ever since then, I keep separating it. And this last time, all I did was push against the wall. Like I was trying to squeeze past the guy who's trying to, you know, squeeze me out along the boards. And I went to push off the wall to push past him. And that 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 angle, whatever it was, I felt the pop. I went down in pain. And I, I I couldn't lift my arm. And when I got to the bench, I like slumped over just like let my arm hang and I felt it pop and pop like and shift and it got like instant relief. Dude, I couldn't sleep last night. I was in so much pain. It was aching so bad. 
Today's a lot better though. I can I can get it up to here. So that's progress. It's just uh, one of those things like it'll be it'll hurt like a bee like a what? Like no, a no, week. no, like a what? What will it hurt like? It'll hurt like crap for like a week. <laughs> and then I'll be fine. And then it'll happen again. And then it'll hurt like a week. Hurt hurt for a week. Yeah. So no, once you do it once, man, you're that's a slippery slope. It keeps happening. Yeah. So that's what ruined my hockey career. That's why I'm not in the show. Um that is why. Elite prospects page. <laughs> People forget, man. Uh, dude, how do you feel? You know what? We haven't done how do you feel about a Friday since I moved. How do you feel about my new background ever since I moved? About it's been. I a really month. like it. Yeah, I like it better my... than the last one just because I feel like it's more. Well, everything's just like close, you know, closer. Yeah, like everything. Yeah, it's a lot more, uh, a lot more up close. You can see them all kind of clear and stuff. It looks great. And it's not like literal, you don't, you see my bed and pile of unfolded clean clothes on a recliner behind me anymore. Well, you used to cover that up pretty well. I don't think I used to ever notice it. I used to position my, my body yeah, your chair in front of it. So people know, cause I was, it was a slick move. It was slick. I was so lazy that instead of folding the clothes and putting them away, I thought about how I could not do that and not have it appear on the stream and still be <laughs> a part of your job that requires you to be in front of a camera yeah <laughs> yeah really peak laziness yeah it was, it was it was phenomenal stuff by me so uh how do you feel about caves what <laughs> i don't want to ever be in one i feel like i'd be one of those guys who like goes in a cave and never gets seen again all right that's dark you, have you ever read those stories though dude there's this one i've been story. through a cave tour like deep underground that lasted like eight hours long and it was sick there's like this there's i remember that reading this story about this guy there's like all those those weird people who like to like go places they shouldn't right they say they cut did. this conversation new question how do you feel about wolverines in the state of michigan oh, shut up <laughs> fun fact <laughs> historically wolverines never existed naturally in the state of michigan there has been one confirmed sighting of the wolverine in the, the state of michigan zoo? no wild no. wolverine it was in oh, 2004 no. and then they saw it again in 2010 when they found its corpse and they don't know how it got there because it's i talked to the dnr they said it's 700 miles away from its native habitat in quebec they say like high latitudes they're like really really cold places that stay cold not like michigan where it's only cold for a few months in the year so that I found that out. I found out that the, the fact that we're the Wolverine state is a is a the, the thought that it was because we had Wolverines is a misconception. And if you think you're seeing a Wolverine, you're probably seeing a badger because they're both of the weasel family and they both or and the badger actually exists in the state of Michigan. So I I did an episode on the Wolverine for the Daily J, and now I know everything there is about <laughs> that, that Wolverines exist. And we're called this we're called the Wolverine state. It was it's a myth that's been building over like the centuries because originally we had fur trading in Michigan. We were like a hub and we'd ship it out East. And so Wolverine furs would come down from up North to Sault Ste. Marie. And then we shipped them East. And when they got them on the East coast, they thought they came from Michigan. And so then in the, when we went to war with Ohio over Toledo, they called us Wolverines. This is awesome. This is where, this is where it gets, it gets, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's this dispute, right? We don't, they called us Wolverines because, we stunk and were gluttonous or because we were ferocious and courageous. I have a feeling that Michiganders interpreted it that way because it's a good, it's a good look. 
But then in the Civil War, there was a bunch of Michigan people in a cavalry called the Michigan Brigade or whatever. And General Custer used, come on, you Wolverines, as a rallying cry. So like those three events is kind of what cemented us as the Wolverine state. So now you just got a too long didn't read of the episode I did the other day. I got one thing to say. Yeah. Go blue, baby. <laughs> I ended that episode. So the way I, I capped off that episode, Scotty, was so next time somebody asks you, where are all the Wolverines at? Just tell them, take a look around. And I was like, I know that anyone who's a Michigan State fan is probably going to hate that. <laughs> I can't wait for the comments of this episode where people are like, you're wrong. Oh, no. that I, I posted that episode. Um, the article went up on we, – we did an article around the episode. And it went on WWJ's website, went on 97 on the tickets website and all the comments without even listening to the episode are like, I see Wolverines all the time. It's like, no, you don't No, you don't. <laughs> they do Brian. And you like people it. think that there's some vast conspiracy theory. You've gotten me onto a huge tangent tangent, dude. <laughs> you don't have to keep talking about this. <laughs> but now you got me going. This is more pa- I have more passion for this than I had for the whole of that Red Wings game. Okay. <laughs> that Panthers game was brutal. But. People you know, think there's, there's some no vast conspiracy theory either. that the DNR is lying to them about what That's animals right. exist in the state of Michigan so that they don't have to, like, spend money to, like, do conservation or whatnot. It's like, no, the DNR is literally just comprised of scientists that are really passionate about animals. What do they gain in, about by lying to you about whether or not they spotted a wolverine? And if that were the case, why would they confirm that they saw a wolverine in 2004? Like, blue. whenever things get seen, they confirm it. So, but that means... Whenever they actually confirm it, it reaffirms to people that they've been denying it all this time, which is Brian, weird. Go blue. Go blue. <laughs> I, I people people in the comments were driving me nuts. I was like, I spent so I spent like a week researching for this episode, man. Oh. Even if you've never seen a Wolverine, just say you did, just so Brian has to go through all the comments. <laughs> all the comments. If Assuming people make it to the end of the episode and hear this rant, all the comments in tomorrow's episode are going to be like, I've seen Wolverines. And I hope yeah, they, they are. should. That's funny. Well, you know what else is funny? When I come back on Monday and it's a solo show, just me. Okay. I'm going to get you fired. That? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. All right. We're over, we're over time. Uh, let's... Yeah, because you went on a rampage about Wolverines, dude. <laughs> you got me going, man. You got me going. Dude, I ended this episode five whole minutes ago, but you <laughs> went off about Wolverines. Anyways, uh, we'll be back on Monday to recap the game against the Dallas Stars. Uh, Scotty, I'd ask you any final thoughts, but you've said go blue like six times. We ball. We ball. There you go. Um, so, yeah, same time, same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day.